there's three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth. And it, it rings so, so true all the time that you literally, you never know. And I guess that's where discernment and self evaluation and evolving as a person comes into play is being able to weigh what's true and what's false. Writing a story like this record, it's full circle, but you never know whose side of the story you're standing on. Welcome back to the Director Vibe Podcast. I'm your host and director of Vibes, Leslie Schultz. Today is so special. I get to introduce you to some of my favorite humans, a really super talented duo act based in Nashville, The Daily Fair, Hannah and Alyssa. Oh my gosh, you guys are going to totally fall in love with these girls. Before we dive into any of this, I want to share a little bit about how I met these girls because it is also one of my favorite stories of meeting amazing people during my time in Nashville. I want to say I'd only been there a couple of months. I was working with this group called Nashville Unsigned, who's an incredibly supportive community for unsigned artists in the area. And it was such a great way for me to like plug into that network and start meeting some great people while I didn't really know anyone in a new city. And so I was showing up a little bit late on a rainy night. I want to say it was like October. It was really cold and rainy and we were filming with Nashville Unsigned for that season's artists. And when I arrived, they were in the middle of filming. So the door was locked and I was just kind of standing out there waiting. And I'm huddling under this tiny little awning, trying not to get soaked in the downpour of a typical Tennessee storm. And Hannah and Alyssa roll up. They're a few of the artists that are going to get interviewed and they're now in the same situation. So we're literally huddled under this tiny little awning together and giggling and just like instantly becoming best friends. And from there on out, I've seen them at dozens of shows. They've come out all the way to Lake Tahoe to perform at Live at Lakeview. And I've actually even been able to work with them closely and really understand their artistic process as I was working with them as their publicist for a short time. And man, I just absolutely love these girls. We talked for so long about so many amazing topics that I know are going to be helpful and inspiring to you. So I've cut their interview into a two-parter. That's right. You get them doubled up. Oh my gosh, you're going to love it. First things first, we're going to just get to know these girls. I'm going to be playing a lot of their music because they've got a new album that has just been released and I've been working with them in the recording process and promotions and all of this to see the behind the scenes and see this come together. Oh, I'm just, I'm over the moon excited to introduce you to Hannah and Alyssa of The Daily Fair. Let's dive right in. so much to talk about i'm so really? excited prepare like yourself saw you and also like we didn't just see you i know i was just there this is amazing but you guys have so much going on you've got an album that's going to be coming out soon that i'm really excited to hear the final tracks of because i have not and you both spent your quarantine going through the artist's way which is a 12-week spiritual path to higher creativity Mm-hmm. You lent me the book when I was just there, what, like a month ago, and I just started it two days ago as we we're recording this. So I'm really excited to talk about all of these things. But first things first, even though I'm obsessed with you guys and your music, I'm aware <laughs> that my audience may not know who you are. So to get things started, I want to hear a little bit about how you guys first met, how long you've been writing, playing, and making music together. First of all, it feels like 
I was, like you said, like a month ago, I was like, my God, that was just a month ago. <laughs> what is time right now? What is time? We met in the spring of 2010. Is that correct? God, that was a while ago. Yeah, okay. So yeah, met in the spring of 2010. That's my affirmative answer. Um, and it was at this music industry immersion program. And we started writing together basically after that. And Hannah went back to school for a year and I moved back to Minnesota for a year. And then we both, once she graduated from college, um, had decided to move to Nashville because we had a big community of uh, friends and other alumni from that same program that we already knew here. So it was, uh, it seemed like a good idea to go to a place where we had community already established, not to get into the industry more easily, but because it was like having was people that we knew would care about us <laughs> and also That's not important. staying where we yeah. were it was important for us to not like become complacent and just exist yeah. where we felt things were familiar um and it was nice having like a cushion of we had I think it was like 30 some odd friends who lived in Nashville when we moved here so it was like a really cool home base we had a very entertaining living situation in the beginning so we left that um there was five women in a duplex. Oh my god! <laughs> in one half of the duplex. Is what she it, was, yeah. it was a lot. Um, we were sharing a room, and so we decided we were going to go find another spot. Anyway, it became a really cool like hub for the friends in the community. Like I, I grieve Nashville has grown so much. Um, I drove over into our old neighborhood and they had torn down the house and I just like got to the end of the street and just started sobbing because you know you build a community I mean it's not the building it's the people yeah but the building holds the memory of it a little bit yeah I was like oh my god like that place that held it it's like if someone tore down like your childhood home that's what it felt like to me I never had that um and just the value of having good community people to help grow you as a person and to so important knock the edges off um and make you something beautiful it, it's it was just really valuable to us to have and maintain a community yeah but we're still doing that now just in a different place yeah yeah you guys yeah. have an amazing little house and a wonderful backyard and a garden mm-hmm. fire pit that i've gotten to enjoy many times I think, I can't believe that it's been 10 years that you guys have been doing this. So that's kind of crazy. It's not nuts. Yeah. It kind of startles a lot of people because they hear us and they're like, oh my God, you guys are so good. How long have you been doing this? And we're like, 10 years. (laughs) They're like, oh, okay. Now I understand. Like, it sounds like that. (laughs) We sound like we know one another, I think. We've figured it out a little bit. Well, you definitely do. I mean, you live Mm -hmm. together, you write music together, you play music together. And I know you guys are both huge advocates for mental health. We've had many in-depth conversations about this, and it's a major part of your messaging on social media. It's very much like in your music. And so one of the themes that we talk about on the podcast is about tools for positivity that you lean into when times are tough or you need a boost of your energy. What are your tools for positivity that you can share? So I found the thing that Uh, through actually doing the artist way I realized that there there are parts of my roots that I can't deny at all that made me laugh when I realized oh my god like I actually I'm not only like 
good at it in some capacity, but it's like something outrageously fulfilling on a totally different level. And so one thing that I realized is a great tool for me to regroup and heal to bring back positivity into my life is gardening. I built in complete ignorance um, (laughs) (laughs) an outrageous garden this year. You did. (laughs) I realized through through doing this, that it was the greatest tool for me to feel like I have no idea what's going on. I have no control over like certain aspects of the world, but I can maintain something precious. Mm. And that was something really important to me to realize that this is, this is how I can care for me by caring for something that's not hurting me. Ooh. Wow. that was flipping the dialogue for me in a lot of areas realizing um I am capable of breaking off it was insane what gardening taught me I'm capable of breaking off the toxic things I am capable of um, planting something good I am capable of growing intending something to be worthwhile and to serve my friends to serve myself to serve my community in a greater and better way and it's like expanded this huge part of my mind where now I'm reaching out in other ways to try to educate people like we talk about this as well like educating people is is so vital and so important so if you have a skill you have something you can pass along don't just hide it away right way that you can tend Um, that knowledge and pass it on that's so powerful I love that so gardening like blew my mind and I had no idea but I come from a family of farmers so it was really funny to kind of like wrap my brain around the fact that there is some part of me that just innately is drawn to that and it shouldn't be ignored since it is not a destructive behavior yeah and it fuel some positivity into your life that's beautiful it really really did it it helped with my anxiety like crazy like there there have been moments since the seasons have changed and even in the summer where Liz has been like you need to probably go spend some time in the garden because it (laughs) me so intensely yeah it affects me so intensely that uh, it's a medicine you know yeah I think you guys are lucky. You guys are lucky to have each other to be able to be like, okay, your anxiety is too much. Go garden. Yeah. Yep. And I go, hey, you're you should probably take your supplements or I just hand them to you. Like, <laughs> so what is it for you, Alyssa? For me, um, it is not gardening. <laughs> <laughs> but I've helped with the garden before. I don't know if I'm really actually that good at that. Um, you're, but you're yeah. good at tilling. I'm sometimes. good at digging in the ground. <laughs> digging up stuff no I think mine is much more of a um, I'll either go and listen to an album while I'm painting uh, whether it be painting the walls in my room or painting thrifted artwork that I'm changing to make look like something else or (laughs) something like that like it's for me it's usually some sort of creative thing and generally that thing won't be music sometimes it is um, but it probably won't be music that I'm creating for myself it'll be some sort of other artistic medium 
I love that. I feel like both of your answers, both of your answers are like, it's you getting out of your head, basically doing something else that's creative and artistic, not your Mm -hmm. chosen career path necessarily within music, but just doing something that is creative and gets you out of your head, which I think is so important for all of us. Mm -hmm. It was definitely a process of learning to do that and to choose that. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes I will go for like, I'll go and because of, because of quarantine, I actually, um, I've always had a really hard time making myself spend money on things, Mm -hmm. even when those things are helpful tools for what I need to to do stuff that I want. And so I bought, um, like I bought Logic, which is a computer like a music recording software and I bought this keyboard um as a control station for that or controlled surface for that and a bunch of others a bunch of other music stuff that is now um in a way branched into me starting recording um like podcast intros for people like intro music that's that's not going to be mine it's kind of that same sort of uh kind of a thing where it's not painting but it's still music that's not our music right it's not it's not my it's not going to be for me or for us it's going to be just made for someone else in a way that I might not have ever written for myself and one other thing that I find I have found really interesting is like in seeking out ways to gain positivity in your life is how much guilt you feel when you start doing that Mm, that's so true because it's not like I know especially for me and like in Alyssa's story as well that there's nothing wrong with the way we were raised but we were raised to be such helpers that when you start to do things to um to To help yourself yeah to help yourself it 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 feels like almost shameful, mm-hmm. you know, that you're taking this time to try to un- undo such <laughs> intense learned behavior of self-giving that you forget the individual that is giving. That's so important. I think that's why I like to talk about it so much because it's often the last thing we think to do for that exact reason it's either you feel like it's selfish or your ego tells you that like oh this isn't this doesn't feel safe you've never done this before but it's actually the most important thing you can do to be giving to the people around you because you can give from a better place when you are happy yourself for sure yeah and i hate doing things i'm not good at so (laughs) so doing the artist way was really fabulous oh my gosh okay well before we get into that I want to talk about the new album Yes, because this is like, I'm so excited for you guys. So it's called Smoke and Mirrors and correct me if I'm wrong, but you've released an EP and some singles, but this is the first official full length album, right? Yes. Yeah. This will be the first full length. And it's actually, we, we kind of are messing with people a bit because I think it will be read as smoke and mirrors, but it's actually smoke mirrors as like two separate thoughts. Yeah. And cause it was originally going to be two EPs, put together and one was going to be smoke and one was going to be mirrors and we didn't want them to necessarily go together in that way but to mm-hmm. you not to know which half is which um 
Yeah. So yeah. So so originally it was gonna be like one person's perspective and then the other person's perspective. Okay. But the way that the story or stories came together was you actually never know whose side of the story you're on, which is how Ooh. life works. Yeah. You you can be, and we've experienced this with people going through different things mm-hmm. and with couples going through different things and family members going through things that you, there, there's this writer who had like the greatest perspective like in one line in a song and the line of the song um it his name is Jeff Cohen the line is there's three sides to every story yours mine and the truth and it it rings so so true all the time that you literally you never know and I guess that's where discernment and self-evaluation and evolving as a person comes into play is being able to weigh what's true and what's false writing a story like this record it's full circle but you never know whose side of the story you're standing on oh man i love that i have chills well maybe we'll send you some surprise tracks oh yeah please do when this podcast is all put together we're gonna sprinkle in some different tracks so you guys can all get a little bit of a taste of what's to come and you're gonna want to download the whole album um, and I know that your guys' songwriting comes from such personal experiences, whether they're your own or something that you've witnessed with close loved ones. So I want to dive a little bit deeper and take some time to talk about like the meaning behind a few of the favorite songs of yours on the upcoming album. Yeah. <laughs> Go, what do you want to know? <laughs> I like that evil little laugh. <laughs> well, like, why don't we start with whichever song you're most excited about on it and then... We'll talk about so, what it means. It's so funny you bring this up because we we had a really hard moment with each other um, getting this record together where we both agreed that we would unabashedly go ahead and talk about, like, in the songs as we were writing them. Um, telling the truth. Telling the truth. Because it's it's high time that the truth be told. Um, and it's ugly. And I, I remember writing on Facebook not that long ago. If someone wrote a song about you, whether good or bad, would you want to know it was about you? I remember that post. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that question. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it was a resounding yes. And I was like, oh my God, that's not true. Yeah. That, so I think they're though. thinking, I think they're thinking if the song was a good song, would you oh, want right. to know? <laughs> and I was like, if it's a bad song, do you there really? There were a few people that oh, commented that like we have thing. written about, and I was like, you don't want to know that song's <laughs> about you. Like, and it's not because it's a mean song. It's because <laughs> sometimes we don't care to face the impact. Right. Add on people. Yeah. Good, moderate, or bad. We just don't care to, to, to face our own shortcomings, which is a totally human. Oh my God. You're making me think of, I was at a show of yours in Nashville, like a couple years ago. And I remember there was a guy that came in that was an old friend of yours, Hannah, Mm -hmm. and he said, hi to you. And then like the next thing I know, you guys are back on stage and you're singing better man. And I'm like dying laughing (laughs) because for some reason I had just, I had just made up my mind that this song's about that guy and oh that's messed up like oh. and i have no idea i'm just oh, watching God. his face just going oh 
Oh my god. Well, the song he, he doesn't, doesn't even song, know. That song is on this record and it's called Better Man. It's called Better Man. And I, one of my favorites. Wrote it. <laughs> when I wrote it, I I wrote it in one sitting, which very rarely happens. And all the music, all the everything, and I took a video and I sent it to him. And he goes, that was really beautiful. And I said, well, it was about you. <laughs> and he was like, he had to oh have known. I'm so I'm so sorry that I ever made you feel like that. And I think in some ways, like our friendship is fine. Our relationship is <laughs> fine. But like, I think it, it's like that wake up call to people like, hey, don't I like be the better person like don't I deserve a better man than you like I remember when I was a kid my mom always being like you know so I grew up in a very spiritual household my parents are preachers like you know you be like if you're praying for like this person to come into your life um you you better be doing the work on your side to be that person for them right and there's so much validity in that. And uh, we had a guy at a show. We've been playing that song for a few years now. Uh, we played a show in Chicago. And this guy, like, we did this open open mic. And he just started bawling. Like, straight up. Weeping. Hysterically weeping <laughs> at this open mic we did. We did, like, six songs. And at the end... <laughs> walked up and we we're like hey man you okay like let's talk about it and he shared that like on um christmas eve his girlfriend had left him and he had told her i don't want to know i don't want to know your reasons leave if you want because i know they're valid i just don't want to know what they are and then when we played there i think it was in march was it March? It was the blizzard of Chicago oh, in it March. Was an intense blizzard that night. And then uh, we played this show and we sang that song. And he said it was like she was singing it directly at me. And I realized I had to change who I was because it's not enough for whoever is next. And I was like, my God, that is the power of music. Like how many times have you heard a song where it's just flipped the dialogue on on its head for you. you and I think that speaks to your guys' songwriting too. I know quite a few people who felt that way about songs that you've sang and just have decided that that is now the anthem of their life and you basically wrote it for them. And I think a lot of that is because you write it from such personal experiences and we're all humans and all we want is to be seen and to be able to relate. That's the power of music and that's the power of writing songs from the space that you guys do.
tell the story and I'm like, there is no shame in being who you are right now. The beauty of being who you are right now is that you're not finished being who you are. And there is always room to grow. There's always room to be like the unique, incredible version of you. I am not the person. Listen, I talk about this every now and again, like when something comes up and I'm like, oh my God, if like 13 year old me could see who I am right now, she would probably not like me that much. She'd be <laughs> confused. Um, In a good way though. I mean, be like you're really cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I would love to talk to 13 year old me. What would you guys tell 13 year old you? <laughs> 13 year old me needs to be told that you should not feel like you have to rhyme anything <laughs> and ask your parents to let you wear more black clothes <laughs> because these bright colors really are not good for your complexion. It's not your fault that you're German. <laughs> what about you, Hannah? This is good. This is fun. Oh my God. Oh. I would like super tight hug my tiny self around the neck and be like, oh honey, you're going to be okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. 13 year old me was much too serious to listen to yeah. anybody telling them things like that. 13 year old me had no idea what was around the corner. Oh, Which we never do. We don't know about 10 years from now. Like, no. And I like, that's so so fun I mean like even me 10 yeah. years ago was a totally different I was becoming the person I am now 10 years ago and I love that like I think like we're both in our 30s now and we're both just like god this is awesome yeah this is so much better like I love this like there's like platforms and stuff like chat groups on Facebook that are like hey there's a like a Nashville women's group and one of them every now and again <laughs> something will pop up be like hey I just turned 21 what would you like 30 year old say to like a 21 year old I was like you don't want to know <laughs> you're not ready you're, you're not, not ready. ready to hear this <laughs> you're, not, you're not ready for the truth right. we had that moment at a show and I laughed so hard I was like I just hugged her and I said your 20s are gonna suck no she was yeah. 20, she was turning 25 yeah I was like, your 20s are, you're, they're just going to, they're, they're going to be hard, but you'll learn exactly who you are in a lot of ways too. What, would you, what would you tell yourself? Yeah. Leslie? Oh you're gosh. <laughs> this is a conversation. You get to be asked questions. <laughs> oh man. Um, I think I would probably tell her to tone down, tone down the partying and the weed smoking. <laughs> <laughs> you might learn a little more if you just like. <laughs> and then um, okay, though. yeah but it's so funny it's something that I have noticed like is a big part of my story is when I stopped thinking that I needed to smoke weed and I actually just like meditated and slowed down a little bit yeah. that did for my brain what I thought smoking weed was doing because I always thought like I have this like really fast moving brain and I have so many thoughts and like if it could just like slow down so I'd smoke weed and then it would sl it would slow down <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, not in a helpful way no not really in a helpful way like but as soon as I stopped that path and like found actual ways to be grounded and like 
just centered. Yeah. <laughs> it actually did what I've been trying to make it do the whole time. And like, oh, this is what clarity is. <laughs> yeah. Keep a wary and a watchful eye. Don't go down to the well, my child. Beware of what may be inside. Cause there's One thing that I come back to quite a lot is whenever I start to question things like that, where I'm like, oh man, like any of the, I wish I knew, I wish I had things. Cause I can, I can go at that at nauseum if I wanted to. I stopped it a few years ago when I realized all I had to say was, but would I have listened? I totally wouldn't have. No, right? I no, mean, I'd laugh at myself. I'd be like, "Yeah, whatever, man." Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Let me just take some deep breaths. And yeah. Down, right. I think that's okay. such an that this question always makes me so curious because I I actually you know people will ask like if you could go back and change one thing about your life what would it be, and every time I am asked or that I hear that question, I usually just think. Well, there's things that I wish I would I could know how it would have gone if that yeah. had changed, but I actually don't believe in changing mm. what has happened because I wouldn't be who I am now. Right, that. exactly. I, I think that this is important. So um, kind of like when people are like, well, would you do this for this much money? And my answer is usually if I won't do it for free, I won't do it for anything. It's the mm. same thing. It's the same, same concept where it's like if you wanted, if you ha- could change it, why what are you afraid that you missed so yeah what you were saying reminds me of that movie the butterfly effect where like one little thing that is changed in the beginning can completely alter like every single situation of life after that and you don't know which way it goes it might be better it might be worse you have no idea and we obviously also don't have time machine time machines so we can't really go back and change it but it just kind of speaks to the fact that like everything happens how it's meant to And you can bring that into the present to realize that when things are maybe challenging or feel difficult, it's okay. It's happening for a reason to make you grow in a way that perhaps you don't want to. And even if future you came to tell you this is why it's happening, you'd be like, shut up. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, totally. (laughs) You know, you just have to trust and let it unfold. Yeah. It -hmm. it calms the anxiety of where you are at yeah. times. Like if you if you catch yourself in a moment of like, oh my God, how did we get here? Which we have. Yeah. Oh yeah. Road in different situations. I'm like, oh my God, how in the hell did we end up here? I don't think I like this, but take a step back and be like, okay, this is how we got here. This is where we are. Okay. Let's move forward. Let's make the best choice you know if you're in a dangerous situation like how do, yeah. how do I get myself 
to safety. And if it weren't for past experiences with things, you would not know who you are. Well, and surrounding yourself with people who also know themselves and know you and who are looking out for that person, whether it's you looking out for them or vice versa, like there, you have to have people who will check you and are willing to call you out on stuff so that hopefully the older we get and the more life we live, the more able we are to make, if not like, no, I don't believe that they're necessarily better or worse choices for yourself, but make the the one that will bring more good to your life and other people's lives. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Live with fear, not love. You have to choose one. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here and listening. It truly means the world to me. And my goal here in showing up is always to provide you with value. So I want to know what your biggest takeaways are from this episode. Please take a screenshot, share your biggest takeaways, and tag me on social media at LeslieAllison33 and Direct Your Vibe Podcast so I can see it and celebrate you for taking this time to direct your vibe. Keep your vibes high, and we'll talk soon. Take back my words unsaid When truth escapes in a stolen breath Silence grows as you pass my way But you don't know and I won't say Chase me down Hold me close And make me know I was worth the time And worth the pain The run around The pushing down Our lifelong game Would you return Futures known or lost in the night And would you sail to the farthest moon To bring me back the heart
Words.